Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in the beautiful. We okay? Well, what was that? What was what? Something just fell. Nothing fell? No. Are you losing your mind? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Take two. In three, two. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful (laughs) Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, is the Duchess of the Dorks and the number one fan of the Wombat Hive, <laughs> Ashley Pickle. I don't know if I can take the number one fan, but congratulations on the win. Big win last night. I was a big fan of your chair spin. Did you see my tweet? Yeah, I did. It was, I good, was, it was good. If uh, I tweeted, uh, so last night the Mighty Wombats got a big win in the game one of the Super Entire Nation tournament. Of course, I'm talking about streaming backyard baseball on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Greg Tepper. Playing again tonight, game two tonight, <laughs> game two tonight, 9.30, 9.35 first pitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> but we had a big game. Pablo Sanchez uh, uh, bombed a huge three run, huge three run homer to really break it open. And uh, and we're not a home run hitting team this year. We're uh, we're a small ball team. Right. So that came but you got like, speed. You up you upgraded your speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. We're we are we are station to station. Mm-hmm. And so Pablo parking one over in left center field was Chef's huge, kiss. huge. Anyway, the chair spin tonight. was good. And, I'll, and I'll it, give you I that. I tweeted the video. You can see see my chair spin. I go to around like one and three quarters revolutions. Yeah, it was it was impressive. I'll fire it up. Fair. I think I might have woken up Hank, too. Uh, do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was me, Andrew Christensen, Rob Hathaway, and our East Texas lover, Allison Brown. Allison Welcome Brown, back, guys. what's up? Today is Tuesday, July 7th, 2020. 142 days till Thanksgiving, episode 988. 988, the Jeffrey Springs episode. He is 988th alphabetically in Rangers play. By the way, it's 7-7. Because some numbers are the same. Oh, that means free Slurpee days coming up soon. 7-11. They canceled it. Hear that? Did they really? They really did. Let, let me hold. On. I, oh no! I read one tweet, That's, so I I read a tweet, so I don't want to say that. Free um, no. Slurpee. Uh, you're telling me that in a matter of an hour, I found out that COVID uh, has come for my Slurpees and my corny dogs. I'm Seven go Eleven cancels free Slurpee day due to coronavirus. No. <laughs> this is a rough day for pickle guys. Oh, T's and P's no. up for, for pickle. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers for pickle. This is a tough day. Oh. On today's show. <laughs> <laughs> 
so sad. We'll just have to go get some mozzarella sticks. God. Uh, on today's show, guys, we are going to run through some headlines, including there was a relatively big announcement yesterday that we thought might be coming and then officially came down. Yeah. We'll talk about that and what it means and why it's important coming up here. Uh, plus, um, we have a rich friend. And then back half of the show, <laughs> we will um, go to summer camp. We're going to summer camp. And now, by the way, we're in Probably the... canceled like everything it's else, like canceled. my Slurpees. This segment is not canceled. You can't cancel this segment. <laughs> Um, we are going to look at the uh, continue our summer camp series of, of looks uh, at each FBS team in the state of Texas. We're on to number three. We're going west to east. And so now we're getting into like the big jumble. And I, 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 I had the list. Okay. I did the list. I was ex- has I questioned this one a little no. bit? And then I was like, mm, no, he might actually be right. I did the list. We're doing UTSA. UTSA is the third westernmost yeah. FBS team in the state of Texas. Actually, if you'd like to know, I can give you the full order. Ready? Yep. This is this is going from west to east in the state of Texas. Ready? Right. Actually, I think I should do this for the camera. I should do west to east. There we go. All right. Let me find it. It is uh, UTEP. Duh. Texas Tech. Yes, of course. Then UTSA. Texas State, Texas, mm-hmm. TCU, Ooh. North Texas, Baylor, wow, okay, SMU, A and M, Rice, and Houston. Somebody's calling me. I don't know who that is. That like, like the th- the third quadrant out of four is yeah. really well, tr- now, especially North Texas over Baylor, which makes sense. But then it goes SMU. That's yeah. They're all very close. I yeah. can tell you they're all like we're talking. In fact, North Texas is literally like fractions of um, or like so it's degrees. It's measured in degrees and like subdegrees and like minutes and seconds or something like that. It's literally seconds west of uh, of Baylor. Anyway, we'll get into all of that. We'll talk about UTSA coming up here at the back half of the program. Uh, okay. Let's talk about some headlines in the state of Texas. Some uh, big doings around the state of Texas. Let's Start with what came down last night, yesterday. This came down yesterday. It was after our show because you were gone because you had already left. You abandoned me. Um, and that is that the Texas High School Coaches Association's annual convention and coaching school mm-hmm. is going entirely virtual. Uh, it was scheduled for the 19th through the 21st in San Antonio uh, at the uh, Gonzalez Convention Center down there. And, of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We were going to have our normal big booth. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your first time, THSCA. Yes, it was. We were going to do a ton of interviews and things like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, right now, it is probably a bad idea for a lot of people to be gathered under the same roof. Especially inside. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, THSCA is going going virtual. Their entire uh, their entire convention and is going to be virtual. It's important to note that this is not canceled. Everything mm-hmm. everything is still happening, with the exception of like you can't come up and, and like high five pickle, and that's a shame. But everything else is still happening for the THSCA. Now it's a couple of things that are worth noting. First of all, this is this is a, a pretty huge deal for them to. To, to pull the ripcord on this thing because uh, this is a huge event down there. I mean, last mm-hmm. year they had more than 13,000 coaches in Houston. Um, this is a huge, huge event. Now I have t- in talking with coaches, there were a not insignificant number of coaches who were not going or either by choice or their districts wouldn't allow. Them yeah. To. 
their or their districts, their bosses would not let them go because there are a number of school districts around the state that have like travel bans basically that says, okay, you can't travel on like outside of the county on school business mm-hmm. because we're trying to control the spread of coronavirus. Um, that is. Uh, so there were a number. I had heard this from a number of coaches that said that I don't know what the numbers were as far as how they how many coaches were planning on going to the to the San Antonio. I know we were planning on going, mm-hmm. but look, I think this is the smart move. I like. I also think, frankly, I think it's the only move, right? It, because there's a couple of things in play here. One is that obviously the safety of coaches is is the ultimate concern here. We need to make sure that these coaches are safe, that we're not spreading the disease and, and, and things like that, and that coaches are, are safe. There's one thing. Secondly, look, I think it's I think this is an important step for the THSCA to be leaders on this issue. Absolutely. Because if you are going to tell your players, hey, you need to be social distancing, don't be going around playing grab butt with, with your, your friends at the pool party, um, but hey, by the way, we're going to go and we're going to go to San Antonio in a big convention hall mm-hmm. for a couple of days. That like that rings kind of hollow, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, so I think that I think that this was an important step for the THSA, THSCA to say, you know, we're going to be leaders on this. And we're going to mm-hmm. say, no, we're going to practice what we preach. And we need to make sure that we are being uh, cogn- you know, cognizant of, of the message that we're sending. Furthermore, now, one thing I will say. And this is a difficult thing to talk about because it's not really my place to say, but I will just tell you that the convention and coaching school is a big revenue driver for the THSCA. Mm-hmm. Um, the THSCA, th- this is a obviously a huge organization with uh, a ton of members, and they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of work for coaches around the state of Texas, and they need funding to be able to do those things for coaches Mm -hmm. and this is a big revenue driver for them this is when they make i don't know the numbers but i would guess a significant portion of their annual revenue comes from this coaching school so uh if there's coaches listening i would i would say if you want to continue to support the thsca and the things that they do i would say sign up for the virtual register for the virtual convention and and go there and and, and listen to the uh, you know the you can get all of the um, not only the um, the outstanding lectures that they have there, but also they have um, certification certification mm-hmm. for safe tackling and things like that. So the Atavis certification, well, you can get I that mean, online. Heck, too, you're you're gonna be sitting at home. I mean, other than yeah. maybe doing summer workouts, why in the world would you not? Right. take advantage of, of this that honestly i mean at this point it gives you something to do sure why not sure sure so anyway that was the big news from the texas high school uh football world yesterday was the thsda uh has moved its annual coaching school uh to be um virtual it's a bummer it's a bummer because it's a, and, and you've never experienced it but it's mm-hmm. a fun time i will say <laughs> mm-hmm. easy bud <laughs> I'll just say that the bars are already closed in San Antonio, so yeah. it's like, eh, it's kind of losing a little bit of luster. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. No anyway. big red margaritas. No, no, yeah, no, none of your big dumb margaritas that you get on the river. <laughs> anyway. That party so um, there is that. This came down, yes, or uh, last week, last late week, last yeah. week. Um, there was some news coming out of College Station vis-a-vis the, um, the NCAA, and that is that the NCAA 
has placed Texas A&M football on probation uh, after NCAA uh, violations. They've been placed on a year-long probation and hit with several other penalties. This is uh, Shahan Jairaj writing for TexasFootball.com. This was on Thursday. uh, For recruiting violations that occurred between January 2018 and February 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically, it sounds like there's uh, a deal with countable activity hours and then also in recruiting um, and... There was one, it was apparently there was a, a, a conversation with a high school athlete uh, that was, it sounds like it was unintentional. Now, Jimbo Fisher was hit with a show cause with this, which basically means that he has to stay put for six months to go recruiting. Well, not like he was probably going anywhere anyway, so if it's going to happen there. Uh, but it, it would surround impermissible in-person recruiting meeting with an unidentified prospect before the completion of his junior year in high school. It was Fisher and former running backs coach Jake Graham took place in the meeting, and then there were workout violations that occurred in the, in the spring and the summer. So what does this mean? Um, so they're going to have limits. Uh, so, so Fisher and then Graham, I don't know where Jake Graham is now, uh, but they are going to um, – they're going to – not be able to go to off-campus activities. Oh, Graham's at Tennessee now. Um, they're going to have, you know, not be able to go off-campus to recruit or be limited on that. They're going to lose 17 official visit days during the twenty uh, uh, during the 2019, um, um, yeah, for the, the upcoming school year. Um, they have an off-campus um, recruiting ban, $5,000 fine. Uh, there's a, there a lot of little things. Here's the big headline here. The big headline here is NCAA put A&M on notice. And they basically said, look, we're slapping you on the wrist right now. We, we, we want to believe that these were unintentional, that they're small, petty things that maybe you just didn't dot, dot your I's and cross your T's. That's fine. We're going to say, here's your warning. This is the warning shot mm-hmm. here from the NCAA that says, keep Do your nose clean for the next year. Again. Keep your nose clean for the next year. Dot your, dot your I's and cross your T's. You do that, everything's fine. We'll be okay. If you don't, and we hear about other recruiting violations or things like that, that's when the hammer is going to drop, and that's when you're going to talk about losses of scholarships. That's when you're going to start talking about, um, you know, other more severe penalties from the NCAA. This is a I don't th- I don't want to say it's not a big deal because it is. Anytime the NCAA comes down and, and, and talks about your school, it's usually not good, but. This is a warning. This is more of a warning than it is uh, an actual enforcement penalty. Right, and this is a big time to be getting a warning like that, too, solely for how everything in recruiting has been so different due to all the COVID stuff and mm-hmm. the the extra dead periods and all of that stuff. Like They really do have to watch themselves right now more than anything because what does the NCAA have to – NCAA sure. have to do right now other than extremely watch what's going yep. on because of all the restrictions so just mm-hmm. just lay low yeah. and don't do anything dumb this is the big thing it's A&M the, the biggest thing for me is that A&M just got to keep their nose clean for the next year if they do that this will go away and it'll be kind of a blip on the radar but if, if they if they if, if recruiting violations crop up again then they're going to be in trouble um, okay let's talk about our good friend our good money, personal money. <laughs> personal friend i really just can't stress enough <laughs> what close friends we are with patrick mahomes mm-hmm. uh patrick mahomes is of course the quarterback of the kansas city chiefs he is of course the 2016 cover boy which is Dave his Campbell most impressive that's what people honor. know him for yeah. and, and personally when 
if I were ever put up, be put on a cover of a magazine, I would probably like want to repay that company mm-hmm. for doing that. Yes. Um, the only a generous re- donation. The that. only the only reason um, I say that is because yesterday, uh, Patrick Mahomes became the highest paid player in NFL history by agreeing to a ten year. It's technically a twelve year deal. It is a 12-year deal that could end up being worth $503 million. That is a half billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Patrick. Buddy. Friend. You remember when we met in, I guess that was early April of 2016. I thought we really hit it off. We've got a photo together. In fact, I'm, I need to send you the photo so you can just pop it up every time. Mm-hmm, no. We have a photo together. We're good friends. I saw a... Good friends. What I'm just going to say is like, you've got, you're going to have 503 million of these dollars. That is a lot of those millions. Mm-hmm. I take one. Just if you want to just let me hold one for a minute, that would be super cool. Anyway, congratulations to Pat Mahomes. I saw a uh, here's a tweet from uh, Darren Ravel. He said, if Patrick Mahomes makes every dollar of his 10 year, $450 million contract, which obviously like there's. Yeah, it's it's, 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 yeah, it's but if you you just do the 10 years, $450 million contract, he will make $1.1 million every nine days. Every nine yeah. days, one point one million dollars every nine days. Like, I bet his girlfriend is sitting there going, "Hey, where's the rock? Where yeah. is the rock?" Yeah, because she—they've been yeah. dating for like eight years. I've been dating for. They, I think they met in White House. Yeah, they've been dating for eight years. I bet she is saying that thing better be heavier than I am. Not bad for a three-star <laughs> prospect. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Pat Mahomes for getting paid. Well deserved. Well deserved. Oh yeah. Um, okay couple things on texasfootball.com I want to uh, put out there. One, I, I put up a new f- a new story today. We're starting a series called uh, Sleeper Spotlight. Sleeper Spotlight. Um, I wrote about Klein Kane um, and the Hurricanes. I think that this is a program that is uh, um, on, the, on the verge of something big. Um, I'm really excited uh, that uh, uh, that uh, Klein Kane has a chance to, to make some noise. So I, I had a great conversation yesterday with James Clancy, their coach. And this is 100% true. I called him, so I, I texted him on Monday. Uh, no, I get I texted him on Sunday, and I said, "Hey, coach, do you have a couple minutes tomorrow to chat?" And he said, "Yeah, absolutely. Give me a call. Morning's better in the afternoon." Great. Gave him a call yesterday about ten thirty. He picks up, and it's kind of loud in the background. And he was, I was like, "Hey, coach, now an okay time is good." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just on a boat on Table Rock Lake. What do you want to talk about?" I was like. All right, coach. Cool. I'm glad you're social distancing. <laughs> um, you know, he's just out there on a boat. Like, good for him. Anyway, but we talked about his um, his outstanding twenty uh, his their breakout 2019 squad, uh, the hopes for 2020. Of course, Jadon Blue, their outstanding running back, things like that. So we've got that up on the site. Steps um, region by region breakdowns are continuing. He put up a five A division uh, two region one today. If you want to check that out, um, there's a great story from one of our interns, Cole Patterson, who wrote about uh, Hooks Hooks's uh, Devo- Devorius Clark, who missed three consecutive football seasons with injuries, and then last year came back and was an all district guy. Really, really cool story there. So I want to ch- uh, invite you to check out TexasFootball.com. 
to for all the cool stuff. And check out our forums, TexasFootball.com slash forums. They're popping right now. A lot, they are. A lot of good conversation there uh, about high school football and college football in the state of Texas at TexasFootball.com slash forums. Anyway, there is all that. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You will get this magazine mailed directly to you. Although it is starting... This is... I, I'm such a bad salesman. It is starting yes. to be on shelves, so if you just buy it there, that's okay too. But also, just text for all the console subscribe. That would be much cooler. Ooh. I will say I'm, ba- I'm bad at this. My, uh, my I'm not a good salesman. My mom uh, posted a picture yesterday that it has graced the HEB, our little 12 Ooh. aisle HEB. It doesn't oh, have a bakery. It doesn't have a deli. Yeah, it's it's well, it's in a town right outside of Lano, but the magazine has made it there, and I've never seen it there before in my life. Um, so that was that was cool. That was cool to see. Okay, well, you know what? It's it's <laughs> it's uh, hometown girl does good. Yeah. And that's where it is. Like, you're just, like, you're a, like, I mean, let's be real. You're a celebrity. No. Tell me I'm wrong. Mm. Who's bigger deal in Lano, Texas than Ashley Pickle? Uh, Leighton Rab. Who's sec- Who's bigger than Leighton Rab and Ashley Pickle? There, There's a meteorologist that works down in Austin. That's enough of you. <laughs> All right. Let's go to summer camp. Yeah. That's right. We're going to summer camp. Get in, losers. It is. We are going to summer camp. We are. Uh, this is our look at the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas. We are going from west to east. We knocked out UTEP. We t- knocked out Texas Tech. Today, we're talking about UTSA, the Roadrunners, the mighty, mighty Roadrunners, coming off of last year's 4-8 uh, uh, and eight record. Um, and now, a lot of buzz around UTSA with a new coach. So let's start with the, the, the first big question that we ask with all these, which is what is the state of the program? Um, I think the state of the program is in a is in a moment of reboot. Um, I think that anytime you change coaches, um, Frank Wilson is out. Jeff Trailer is in. Uh, it's easy to look at this and say, especially when you're talking about a program that has not made a bowl game that uh, and and is looking to uh, kind of climb. It's easy to look at this and say this is a reboot. Um, I would go even further than that. And I would say that UTSA may be looking at just like a remodel and and trying to figure out exactly what they are. Now, they bring in a guy like Jeff Trailer. Mm-hmm. The idea being, here is this guy who's got deep, deep, deep Texas ties and a guy that we can that that um, has been uh, a head coach at the highest level or rather, you know, state champion head coach in, in the Texas high school football ranks. He's well thought of around the state. Here's a guy who can help us recruit and get guys that we 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 want to come play for UTSA. Mm-hmm. So it's I think in the short term, the state of the program is kind of treading water. Yes, right? they're trying to get to the next level. And yes. recruiting has been the biggest issue for UTSA yeah. in the past couple of years. I mean, so yeah. they're looking for the long-term deal. I mean, that's the thing, is that they are looking for long-term success, and that's something that they haven't been able to string together. They, they are, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's worth mentioning, you know, UTSA is still really young. Trailer is just the third head coach in UTSA history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Coker, uh, Frank Wilson, and now Jeff Trailer. And so my question going into this is what does this team 
look like under Jeff Trailer. Mm-hmm. They're in a state of flux right now. I think the state of the program is a reboot, potentially a remodel, mm-hmm. and certainly a team that I think is not the the state of the program is not going to be told by how they do in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. It's going and to be told by maybe how they look. I know that when we were talking about once Trailer got hired, the biggest question that we had for UTSA as a program overall was who was he going to hire as his coordinators and mm-hmm. the people underneath him? Because that's what's really going to either bring this thing together or not quite pan out the way that they're hoping for right. it to. Exactly. So let's um, let's get to our offensive outlook for UTSA. The offensive outlook for UTSA is, again, it's, it's, it's an interesting situation because – Jeff Trailer, he goes and he hires Barry Lunny Jr. Um, and that is a that is a guy who it's hard to tell what his identity identity is because he has been he he coached under Chad Morris, mm-hmm. who is a spread guy. He coached under Brett Bielema, who is a pro style guy and a run heavy guy. Um, he's got. Guys like Will Stein on the staff, and and, and uh, who you know, and Matt Maddox. Now, I think he he. There's a quote in here that Shahan J. Raja has in the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, where Barry Lenny says we're going to be a mutt offense. We're just going to be a blend of a lot of different things. And I think that's true. So so to me, that that gives me a look that says let's look at individual playmakers. Mm-hmm. Okay, the individual playmakers. There's a couple of guys that really jump off the page and guys that we've had high hopes for for a while. Sincere McCormick, I think, is one of the best running backs in the state. Absolutely. It's a great place to start. There's no denying that. Um, one of the best running backs in the state. They bring back three of their five offensive linemen, including Spencer Burford, who is a really, really solid guard. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, the running game should be pretty good. Now, look, the offense is, is ultimately still looking for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think, and I've said this since the moment he arrived on campus... That it should be Frank Harris's job to lose. Yeah, I think it should be Frank Harris, but I'm, they don't pay me to think. Uh, they got Lil Narcisse. They've got uh, they've got Josh Atkins. The receiving core is. Yeah. I, I don't know. The receiving core has promise, mm-hmm. but a lot of unknowns. And so, look, I think early on, at least, you're going to see them hand the ball to Sincere McCormick a lot. Right. And and hand the ball to to, to Brendan Brady. Right. And and hand the ball to uh, and run the ball. Get the grind it out on the ground early mm-hmm. until they figure out exactly what this offensive kind of mindset is going to be. I think you're going to see an offense that looks entirely different in week 11 than right. it does in week one. Absolutely. That's my thought on it. Well, and I think that they're kind of in the same situation with their receiving core as Tech was when we talked about mm-hmm. that they have to have one guy that really comes in and can step up and be that leader to give them a break and at least switch it up a little bit when Sincere needs just yeah. to take a breath, you right. know? I think you're right. So the offense the offense is kind of, let's see. There's pieces that I really like, but we don't really know how they're going to deploy them. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting. Like I, I really don't have a feel on what the UTSA offense is going to look like. Let's go to the defense breakdown. The defense breakdown. Tyrone Nix is going to be um, is going to be um, a guy who's coordinated defense in the SEC and in the Conference USA. He is a guy who is they want to put their playmakers in all over the field. They, they, if you're a linebacker, you're also defensive end, you're also safety, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be a lot, very multiple. They would be very versatile. This is a defense that last year just wasn't 
wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I mean, no. there's uh, the whole team wasn't good enough, but but the defense was not good enough. And there are going to be some concerns, most notably in the front seven. They've got a guy in Jalen Haynes that I really like at the defensive tackle spot. But and and I think Lorenzo Dantzler has a chance to be pretty good. But the depth is the the quality depth is is just not, or at least the the known commodities at the depth positions are just not there right now. The linebackers, I think that I think that moving to the four, three four is going to help them, uh, because I think a lot of the guys that they recruited are going to be better suited as outside than inside. But there are questions on the inside, and I want to see how they answer the the, the linebacker questions. Um, you know, with uh, Dequarius Henry with. Trevor Harmonson, there, there's a lot of unknowns there. Linebacker spot. I actually, I actually like the secondary. That's maybe a hot take, but yeah. I like the secondary. I like Rashad Wisdom a lot. I've always liked Rashad Wisdom. Um, I like Rashad Wisdom a lot. Uh, uh, I always butcher his name. Kalichi Nwachku, the safety out of McAllen. I like him. I think their safeties have a chance to be pretty good. Jamal Sam, I think, is a really... I think he showed last year he's a solid quality corner. Um, They don't have a ton of depth. I also like Savion Harris. I think Savion Harris has has breakout potential. They don't have a ton of depth Mm -hmm. at the safety spots, or at least in the secondary, but I think that the top line actually measures up pretty well in Conference USA. So the defense is kind of like a mixed bag and 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 we're gonna need to know how those how the rotation develops. I think the top line could be pretty good, but the second like the second line, I just I have no idea. And so there's a lot of unknowns there for this defense. It could take a step uh, step forward. It could be exactly the same. I don't necessarily see it taking a step back. Because I think that they're going to have a little bit more spark in them, but I do think that this is a, a defense that that we we don't really know what we're getting into right now. That's kind of the whole tale of UTSA this year. Right. We don't really know. Yeah. Okay. Breakout player. I'm really and okay. Okay. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the Homer guy. I'm not gonna do the Capel kid. But Solomon Wise is gonna be really good. No. The. Maybe the best prospect that has ever signed, or at least the highest rated prospect that has ever signed with UTSA, is a tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crockett tight end, Alan Horse. This is a guy who is committed to Arkansas, um, but then when all of the kind of upheaval at Arkansas went on, mm-hmm. he decommitted. He followed Jeff Trailer UTSA. This is a guy who can be a game changer for this offense. And for a team that is that is short on known commodities in receiving positions, mm-hmm. I think Alan Horace as a freshman could get a lot of touches. I actually think their tight ends are really pretty good. Right. I like Leroy Watson too. Um, but they've got a lot of... I wonder if you're going to see double tight sets because they that's where a lot of their strength lies. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Alan Horace is my pick for the breakout player. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be in the all-freshman team. I think mm-hmm. he has a chance to be all-conference. I really like Alan Horace. I think that he is going to make an impact early for the Red And there was no denying the fact that he was special in, in high school and to watch him. I know that we were surprised when he said UTSA was the place, but you're exactly right when you say that, again, when this will at least for the foreseeable front part of mm-hmm. the season will give those receivers that chance to really try and select one to two guys that will be a threat down the field for them but this at least gives them some other range of motion downfield rather than trying to pop out with Sincere. So let's talk about 
worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is probably now their schedule's not pretty. No. Do you know where they open? Isn't it UT? No. no. Worse. LSU. They're at LSU. Yeah. Okay. That's. <laughs> They're Ooh. at LSU. It's like welcome to the big time, Jeff Trailer. Yeah. They go to the na- defending national champions to open the season. That's valid. I am going to go in hot take. I am going to pencil that in as a loss. Okay. But. How could you do that? But but the next game, I think, is going to be really telling. Because the next game, they go to Texas State. Mm-hmm. Okay? On paper, on paper, that should be a coin flip type game at best. Mm-hmm. Right? That should be a coin flip type game where UTSA should be able to go into San Marcos and feel like they can get a win. Mm-hmm. Texas State is probably, as far as their development is concerned, because they've got a second year under Jake Spavital. We'll get to them in a couple of days. Because of that, they should be a little bit ahead developmentally developmentally mm-hmm. of UTSA. So if they start 0-2, come home against Grambling, and then you get into uh, – and then they play Memphis. That's a loss probably. And then they're in a Conference USA schedule. Right. If you're talking about worst-case scenario, the worst-case scenario could be a step back. The worst-case scenario could be like 2-10, and 10, okay, because – they're at Rice. A lot of the games that you feel like they should win are on the road. Although they do get UTEP at home. Um, to me, two and ten is probably the worst case scenario for for UTSA. Let's finish on a high note, though. Let's talk about the best case scenario. We've talked a lot about how there's a lot of unknowns with this team, mm-hmm. right? And there are, but unknowns don't necessarily have to end badly. And and we also talk about the pieces they have in place that we really like, including what may be the best running back in the state. Right. Right? So, the best case scenario is it clicks, right? They find a quarterback. The quarterback helps uh, the, the, the receivers step up and, 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 find, and get this offense humming. Sincere McCormick continues to do his thing, and suddenly UTSA has a really dangerous offense. Mm-hmm. Right? Defense figures out some depth issues, comes up with turnovers, gets a little bit lucky. Do I think this is a bowl team on July 7th? No. In the first year, no. No. Do I think they could press for it? Do I think that they could be heading into their final game against North Texas, needing one win to at home to, to go 6-6? Six and six? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them beating Texas State, Grambling, Old Dominion, at Rice maybe, UTEP. Yeah. That's five. Then North Texas at home. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Am I predicting it right now? No. But I think that's the best case scenario is that that last game against North Texas is meaningful. And I That's the best case scenario. I think that the most telling thing is Trailer needs to tell his guys going into that LSU game, look, treat this as a glorified scrimmage. You need to go yeah. in there and just try work work the stuff that you've been working on because it, it you know, at least get in the motions of being back against another team, but then Prepare for that Texas State game. Treat that as your first real game of the season and go, look, guys, this is not only one because a team that you can beat, but probably their biggest rival. That They they show oh, up for, sure. for that game. But and, here's, so, and here's the other thing, against the, that opener against LSU. Nothing should work. No. On paper, nothing should work. Mm-mm. New coach, new look. Don't know what they're going to be defending going up on champions. the road to Death Valley against the defending national champions. I know they've got a lot of people right now. You know they've got a lot of pieces to replace, but they're still the defending national champions, right? They're at worst like the third best team in the country, right? Right now. If you find something that works, that's a super good sign. Yes. 
So there's a lot to be gained from that game, too. They're going to lose, and they're probably going to lose ugly. They're probably going to lose like 56 to 14. But if they can find some things that work, then suddenly you start feeling a little bit better about the way that the 2020 could go. And more importantly, I want to see them trending in the right direction and saying, all right, we are proving we can win, we can proving we can recruit, and we're going to start taking off and become a contender in Conference USA, which is always the goal since the, 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 the birth of the program. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's summer camp for UTSA. Make sure you uh, put your uh, your sticks that you, uh, you, you, you did your, your marshmallows with. You've never been camping in your life, Put them you? into the uh, – <laughs> I have been camping. You take the Minimal you take the times. you take the um uh, the the coat hanger right mm-hmm. yeah anyway big outdoors guy <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle our resident outdoors woman <laughs> for a very special edition of Final Thoughts I mean honestly yeah if we want to take the people in this office I feel like I would be the resident the outdoorsiest yeah yeah I I Ooh, Chandra. Yes. Okay. Your okay. second. Okay. Yeah. Your I'll take. Two. I'll take. I'll take a. Your second. A second. Chandra's, Chandra's real outdoorsy. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, one me said said I don't know which one of us said this, but he said life advice: lay low and don't do anything dumb. That's, uh, that's probably. You. I know that's you. That's probably you said the that best about, thing. You that, said that about A and M. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the most informative thing that we said on the show, and then the other one was Andrew Christensen made a unbelievable, phenomenal point that said, "Isn't Trisha Pickle the most famous person in Lano?" And that is. So accurate. Yeah. Apologies. Everyone's to, apologies, favorite. Pickle. Apologies to Lance. Nah. Okay. okay. Well, Lance, I got your back. Your daughter doesn't. <laughs> he he I understands. Do. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TextFootball.com tomorrow remotely. The return of Greg Powers. Yeah. Uh, for Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow.